Who's Favored? Sports Talk with Clint Pitchford and Hunter McBride. All right, welcome back to Who's Favored. We've been on a little hiatus for a little while, been out for a couple of weeks now, I guess maybe about a month and a half, Hunter, and uh, since then, uh, you're a married man, and uh, um, a lot has changed since then, and we finally got sports back. We do, we do. It's good to be back. Uh, Good to talk one-on-one, some sports, and just have some action on the TV, and and it's good to be back. Yeah, we uh we had uh actually we were getting close. I think we did about four or five podcasts, and we had gotten close to our listeners, and certainly appreciate that. And it's good to be back. And we'll probably uh you know of course we've got the SEC starting uh, at the end of September, so we'll try to be back and be maybe a, a once a week show by then. And um, so if we're not back until then, uh, it just ex- at least expect us back uh, the week of the SEC starting. We'll for sure break down those teams and those games because we love the SEC. But, um, yeah, we've got a lot going on since then. We've got uh, baseball, NHL, NBA all back. Uh, this is a big weekend. A lot of things going on, even in things like tennis and golf. And then we got Kentucky Derby. This is uh, definitely a sports fan's dream weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting, man. I mean, to be honest with you, this, this entire month, you know, we've got, we've got sports back. We've got the NBA playoffs. We've got the second half of the baseball season. Uh, we've got the golf. We've got the tennis. Um, we've got the derby coming up this weekend. And, and college football's back. We had our first game this past weekend. Um, there's a game tomorrow night with the UAB Blazers in Central Arkansas. Um, you could put anybody on the screen. I'm going to watch it Thursday night football, baby. It's back. So uh, it's exciting week, exciting month. And I, I can't be you know happier. And I, I know you feel the same way. Oh yeah, and uh, you know we had the had the first game last week. It was uh, uh, you know two smaller teams with uh, Austin Perry and uh, uh, Central Arkansas, and I actually was on the under on that game and uh, had a little quarter, and um, I think the over under was sitting at about forty five, forty six, and I think it finished twenty four seventeen. So I was able to cash that ticket. You know, my my thought process there was just you know defense is ahead of offense and. No spring balls, so maybe I catch two teams that are just sort of, uh, you know, trying to figure things out on offense, and it looks like that exactly what happens. Yeah, you you capped it dead on. You capped it dead on. I I followed you on the under, but also tried to sneak a little money line in on on Austin P, which looked good there for a while, Um, but late late game heroics cost me. But you know, it's a long season ahead, so I'm not gonna not gonna sweat it. Um, We've got baseball action. We've got NBA action almost every night now. So, and um, you've been killing the baseball lately. Uh, you know, runs come and go. So it's one of those things that when you're on a good one, you gotta enjoy it. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a good week two week run going on. Um, cashing in on some overs, um, cashing in on my Braves, my Padres. Uh, you know, I like to get a team that's hot, and you know, baseball's a streaky game. You get guys that right. that are hitting the ball, and you just ride that coattail for as long as you can. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a good couple week run, but but I am ready to to get back into some college action because that's that's what we that's what we love the most. So. Absolutely. And, you know, the Braves, since they've started, uh, they've had uh, some pitching issues, which obviously was, we, we know and we can expect. And they've sent a couple guys down and, uh, and they pulled a couple guys up. So uh, maybe uh, towards the tail end of this season, um, some of those guys can come through and 
um, they can be a decent playoff team. Yeah, I think a lot of fans were a little angry at, at, at the GM for not pulling the trigger on a bigger pitching move before the trade deadline. But we added a guy from from uh, from Baltimore who's going to throw some innings, you know, not a flashy guy, but he goes five-plus innings almost every outing, which is what we need. Uh, I say weak. I'm a, I'm a Braves fan. Uh, I think you are too, Clint. But, um, right. yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we got a guy that can throw some innings and give our players a chance to, to score some runs. So that's what it's all about. I'm trying to keep the bullpen fresh. Uh, and I think they're going to make a push. There's there's some teams out there. It's 2020 that kind of unexpected. Um, it's anybody's game, short seasons. Uh, not a lot of big moves at the trade deadline. I think the San Diego Padres are the ones that kind of stepped up and did a lot of wheeling and dealing. Um, and, and that's a sleeper team that that they're they're obviously going to make a big push for for the World Series. Right. I'd say, you know, you, you have to, you know, obviously throw in some favorites like, you know, the, the Dodgers and, you know, the Yankees who are, are obviously a uh, public favorite but have been struggling here of late. But, um, yeah, the, the Padres is definitely a team that I'm, I've got my eye on as a team that could be a, a sleeper to, you know, um, make a deep run and, and possibly win this thing. But um, currently we're doing the show on Wednesday night. Um, try to get this out to you guys, uh, hopefully at least by tomorrow. Um, got a couple things to break down. We're going to look at some uh, college games we got this weekend. We've got a few smaller teams uh, going this weekend, and um, but hey, at least we've got college football back. And then, uh, of course, we've got my personal favorite thing of, of of the year is the Kentucky Derby, and so I'll share some picks at the end about that. But um, it's looking like uh, you know the NFL has set up to where I'm hearing. I don't know what you've heard so far, but uh, I think every owner sort of got a different opinion about how they're going to do fans in the stands. I've heard a few, you know, cap it at fifteen, twenty thousand, or a certain percentage capacity wise, and then I've I've heard a few owners say no fans in the stands. And um, you know, uh, you look out there, and the Las Vegas Raiders are their owners sort of against having the fans in the stands. But then you go to the Dallas Cowboys and. And he wants as many fans as possible. Yeah, you're going to see that through the different regions, the different uh, states. Um, you know, uh, different different sides of that are going to want different things. Uh, as we speak, uh, Azuna for the Braves just hit one out of the stadium uh, there in Boston. So he has been God, killing. He's hot. He had uh, last night. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better no game. three home runs last night, six RBIs. He turns around and does it again in the night. Hits one out of the stadium. The man is hot, um, and so is my over. That cashes my over ticket on the Braves night. Um, and yes, uh, yeah, you just got to ride them bats. It's, it's it's into summer, baby. Get get hot, stay hot. Right, right. You had San Fran last night. Um, I had the over on that as well. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better game to go over and have San Fran as well. I mean, that uh, that game was a rocking chair game after about Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for, for some action and, and want to sit back and you like to play the overs right now, take almost everything you can playing at Coors Field. I think today makes 11 of the last 13 games at Coors Field have went over um, and last night, it was a the the Giants alone scored twenty three runs. That's that's absolutely insane. Um, 
but right. but yeah, I, I like to find those teams that are, that are hot, find the find the right spots. Like I said, any team hot going into Coors Field is a launching pad. So um, it's always going to be a little higher over under, typically 12, 13 runs, which scares some people away. Um, not not at all, not at all. Ride ride that uh, ride that hot streak. That's right, and you know typically you see uh, you know the over unders on a lot of these uh, MLB games. You see games where you might have two good pitchers going, and and both teams are throwing their ace, and and you might get a game. I've seen some low six and a half, seven, seven and a half. That's usually when you've got two aces going. And a normal game is anywhere from eight to ten, but um, you know at Coors Field with the Rockies, you know their their normal over unders are going at about eleven and a half, twelve, and and you can't blame them for setting the line that high. And heck. Uh, is actually you could argue that it's not high enough because people have been pounding the overs and they've been right. cashing. Yeah, and, and I think you'll start seeing Vegas raise that line a little bit higher, especially when when they got a couple of their you know third and fourth um, string pitchers in there. Uh, you'll see them set it at fourteen to fifteen. Um, and like I said, depending on the team, I'm probably going to continue to hammer hammer the over. Um, you know, don't don't mess up a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, don't uh, don't uh, fix it unless it ain't broke. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, we've got uh, a couple games this weekend going. We've got, uh, I think, uh, a few games kicking off tomorrow night. Uh, UAB, Central Arkansas, like you mentioned. Um, we've got uh, Southern Miss and South Alabama. I was, I was looking at that earlier, um, and I'd be tempted to, you know, on how you feel about the game or if you had a chance to look at it. And, of course, we've got, uh, you know, you can't ever tell with these – you know, teams and with this long layoff and spring ball, how it's going to be. But um, I'd probably lean Southern Miss in that game. I think they're a team that could um, do well in that conference. And I look for them to get off to a fast start. But we've got, uh, you know, uh, we've got Eastern Kentucky Marshall on Saturday, uh, Middle Tennessee Army, SMU, Texas State, uh, Arkansas State, Memphis. Um, I've heard a, a couple – handicappers that have actually liked the underdog in that one. I hadn't really heard the explanation for why, but, um, you know, Memphis is laying 19 points in that one, so that's a big number to cover. Um, and like I said, then we've got Monday night. Um, we've got uh, BYU and Navy kicking it off for uh, the Labor Day weekend special um, that night. And I haven't really had a chance to break any of those down. I'm not sure if you've taken a look at any yet, but um, – Hey, I'm excited. We finally got a little action back. Uh, yeah, and I'm taking a peek at a couple of these games. You know, it, it, it is nice to have some midweek games rolling into a holiday weekend. You know, in a regular year, this would be the premier re- weekend for, for college football kickoff. We'd have some marquee matchups, obviously, with everything going on. Uh, Alabama-USC canceled along with – you know a lot of other the uh, a lot of the other larger matchups um, this first weekend, but we have football. So there was a little stint there where we were afraid we weren't going to have anything. Um, so just to have UAB and Central Arkansas on tomorrow night, uh, I'm ecstatic. I've already bought a bottle of whiskey. Um, I'm ready to to sit down and watch some some Thursday night football. Uh, as far as capping the games, you know this first weekend it's it's and this first two or three weeks, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to know why and what Vegas is putting the lines at, how the kids are going to react, what type of uh, training camps that they did have with a short, short time frame. Um, 
I'm personally probably going to play a lot of over-unders um, and try to get a feel on the actual teams watching them, seeing, you know, who the first-string quarterbacks are, what the defenses look like um, in the short time frame uh, before I, uh, you know, unload uh, probably, you know, later on in, in September and make some big plays. But tomorrow night, UAB Central Arkansas, UAB is almost a three-touchdown favorite. Central Arkansas is coming off the short week. You know, they're the ones that, that made that late um, comeback against Austin P last week. Uh, watching that game, I wasn't super impressed. Um, UAB was able to watch that game and study film on it already. So I think it gives the advantage to UAB, which obviously three touchdown favorite. But it wouldn't shock me if they come out the gate. Um, they got a lot of returning uh, players on that uh, UAB offense, and it wouldn't shock me at all if they come out and hang fifty on Central Arkansas, and you know, kind of, kind of take the take the Thursday night game off um, in in a strong fashion. So. Right, right. That's definitely a game I'd look at. Um, and like I said, I was already leaning with Southern Miss, so I might look at throwing UAB and Southern Miss in a little teaser and uh, and maybe uh, tease the two favorites down and get a good number there. But um, as we're talking about the uh, football uh, getting started, I've happened to notice that um, just when we started this show that Miami has knocked off Milwaukee 116-114, and the Miami Heat have taken a 2 nothing series lead the over heat, Milwaukee baby, Bucks. The Heat, uh, and that's not your LeBron James, Dwayne Wade Heat either. Um, uh, they, they got something cooking down there. I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with the big boys, but they've been playing some good basketball. Um, and you know we talked about you know with the long layoff and then going to the bubble what are some teams you know that that can make that run and adjust well and and the heat's one of those teams that that's been making that you know they've been playing good basketball and and uh you know another team that's been playing pretty good is the celtics and the celtics have gotten the two nothing lead on uh toronto so you've got the one and the two seed um both down um you know two oh uh, to the Heat and to the Celtics. So you've got a, a three and a four seed that, you know, could be looking at uh, going to the conference finals. Right. And you, you said it. I mean, even going into the bubble, I mean, who knew what was going to happen? Um, who was it? The Phoenix Suns that went undefeated 0-8-0 in the bubble. An amazing and, run. And didn't even make the the playoffs. Um, but it just goes to show you it's kind of anybody's game. I think, obviously, the favorites are the Lakers. Um, which is also the fan favorites as well as Vegas favorites. Right. Uh, <clears throat> it's tough to bet against LeBron James. He, he goes out, him and Anthony Davis, night in, night out. Um, they're putting points on the board. They are playing some defense. Uh, you know, uh, Portland had a couple good games against them, but, uh, you know, you got to have four outstanding games to, in a row to, to be able to compete with the Lakers right now. So I think they're obviously the favorite, but if you're looking at teams that could possibly um, match up with them and, and go a full seven game series, um, what do you think? I mean, I, I thought the Bucks, but you know, they're down 2-0 to the heat. So. Right. Uh, right. And, and not only being the fan favorite with the Lakers, um, you do have that, that sentimental, you know, sort of where you're pulling for the Lakers because of, you know, the Kobe Bryant death, you know, back earlier in the year. So, you know, it's sort of that Cinderella story of, hey, you know, 
Um, one of the all-time greats, you know, passes away in a tragic accident, and then that his former team comes back, and you know the the you know sort of the right. Yeah, uh, it's definitely the guy uh, that everybody sort of looks at as the best player in, in the league is LeBron. You know, um, you know they, he takes that team in Kobe's honor and goes and wins the title. You know, it's that perfect Cinderella story. Oh, absolutely, and that's kind of you know even you know just days after Kobe's Kobe's death, it was one of those things that that L.A. and and the Lakers took on their shoulders and, you know, dedicated the season to them. So it's definitely that Cinderella storybook, you know, how can you bet against the Lakers in this scenario? But, you know, I, I still think there's basketball to be played. Um, oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if, I, if I'm if i taking a team, which I've, I've looked back and forth and just hadn't pulled the trigger yet, but, you know, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers uh, still, they've shown that they can beat, LeBron James. So right, if you get right. them in, in a head-to-head series together, um, it could go full seven games. And and I think Kawhi is, is probably my my only pick to that could take him down. Right. And and obviously the Vegas odds have changed um, with Milwaukee and uh, um, Toronto. They're no longer the favorites in their series. Is obviously being down 2-0. So if we were to play it out by the way Vegas has it, um, you know, it, you'd have the Lakers versus the Clippers, and then you'd have the Heat and uh, and the Celtics. So, obviously, the West Conference final would be the be two better teams going at it, and then right. um, whoever were to, whoever was to win that obviously would be the favorite going into the NBA championship against either the Heat or the Celtics, assuming it plays out the way Vegas odds have it set up right now. But, um, but yeah, you know, um, if I – if I was guessing, you know, looking at it today, I, I, I like the uh, the Lakers and Celtics in the finals, and, and the Lakers probably to get the best of them. But you know, there's a lot of basketball to be played, and there's a lot of um, you know, uh, different matchups depending on who you get matched up against. With you know, that's going to be the the big tail in basketball. But um, you know, we've got uh, we've also got golf, and we've got uh, tennis, um, the U.S. Open, both uh, being played, and um, you know. Uh, there was a guy on the radio the other day, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was on driving on the way to work and I was listening to the Vegas sports network. And I'd encourage anybody to give that show a listen. It's a great show. And a guy got on there and, um, slipping my mind now, but he's a regular host of, of the show that uh, comes on at about 10 o'clock. And then they replay it a couple of times throughout the day. But he basically gave out some tennis plays yesterday and I'm not a big tennis guy and I'm not a big tennis better. I'll, I'll occasionally dabble in a little Wimbledon or something, but, um, he gave out 11 picks, and I'd be doggone if this guy didn't go 11-0 and 0 yesterday. Wow, that's unheard of. Yeah, uh, that, that was pretty good. And, uh, you know, we've got, uh, like I said, we've got uh, NBA. Charity's picks, man. Give, 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 give me something during the middle of the day. I'll toss some, some tennis action out. You get a heater and a read like that, um, let me in on it. Absolutely, absolutely. That uh, that that was a run that it's very rarely going to happen. But um, you know, we've had a uh, a couple weeks of um, you know MLB and NBA back, and, I, and I'm glad they're back. And um, what are you thinking about these seven inning games? I'm kind of a fan of them, to be honest with you. And, and, I, and I can see us heading in that direction, you know, for the future. Well, I mean, I've always been a huge baseball fan. I, I'm not one that is uh, taken aback by the slow pace of the game, nine-inning game. You know, grow up watching it, it's it's just part of it. Um, but, I mean, it's it's still more baseball because typically these seven-inning games are followed by double headers. So it right. speeds up the pace of the game. 
Um, it gives you a, a, the starters a chance to actually go longer in their game, gives the pitchers right. um, a, a better chance for the series. So it's definitely not a bad way to go about it. I think there's no way in this world they could play this shortened season and play doubleheaders at full nine-inning games. It's just kind of not sustainable. So the seven-inning game ha- has worked so far. I love the extra inning rules, st- uh, sticking the, the guy on second base um, with nobody out. Uh, it, it's It's – been interesting and it's been exciting uh i've cashed a couple over tickets um with five and six runs scored in that that eighth inning when they throw a guy on second base with no outs and you know a couple base hits and then the bottom of the inning the same thing happens so that's something that i've kind of paid attention to and uh you know with being new it it was something that vegas wasn't kind of capping at the very beginning um and, and some people took advantage of it so that's right. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, definitely. If you can get it uh, in those seven inning games, um, there's there's definitely some opportunities for uh, some overs in those. And, and we may not see the uh, you know the seven inning, but I could see us you know being in a situation where we have the same rule applies you know next season, where if we are in double headers, hey, let's just cut them to seven. Um, you know, and, and like you said, when when you go to a game and you see somebody's ace, the the worst thing you hate, even as a better, you know, is to is to bet on a team, and, you, and you're obviously laying some juice money when you're taking a team with, you know, a really good ace going. And the worst thing you hate to see is them have a solid five innings, even a seven, and you know, game depending on the pitch count, and then uh, and then a guy comes out of the bullpen and just and uh, blows that lead for him. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've had an under and a. Scherzer versus Degrom game, and it's it's one to nothing to the eighth inning, and then all of a sudden you bring in the Nationals bullpen and and the Mets bullpen, and all of a sudden it's a six to three game, and and everything goes over. So, yeah, I, I've been on the wrong end of that more times than not. Uh, outside of baseball, I mean, this is this is the biggest weekend uh, for one of your favorite sports, right? Yeah, we've got the Derby, and uh, and I'll give you a little uh, five about a five minute uh, overview of this. Um, we're going to keep the show short tonight, and you know keep it, uh, our listeners you know in tune to not go too far in depth with it. But like I said, we're both excited about uh, sports being back, and um, there's not a whole lot of uh, horse player fans out there. Um, it's it's sort of a I won't say a dying sport, but it's it's not a one of the more popular sports for gamblers and. I really got into it um, probably about 10 years ago and um, I had a little action on it and I uh, was able to hit a horse at about 16 to one. It was in 2012 when I hit, I'll, I'll have another and uh, won some good money on him. And ever since that, I, I've really broken down the Derby and handicapped them. Um, the triple crown, the three races is, is my, you know, forte. I take a lot of passion and pride in trying to find the winners in those, those races. And um, the Kentucky Derby is so special because You've got uh, all the attention is on this race. And in a normal, the, the way that the betting works is it's just like a lottery ticket. So the more money in the pool, the better, better payout, depending on the horses that finish. And if a favorite, you know, wins a typical race, you know, and, um, you know, the, the ticket might pay you, you know, a $20 ticket might pay you, you know, 40, 50 bucks. But in the Kentucky Derby, typically a favorite is not going to be low odds. I mean, they're going to be, you know, probably as low as four or five to one because there's so many choices to pick from. It's a 20-horse field. And and this year, you know, we've, we've got an exception um, because 
the race is not raced the first Saturday in May. It's raced in September. Um, we've actually had the Belmont, which is the third race of the Triple Crown, be the first race. It's also typically the longest race. Well, they cut the distance down because, um, you know, it's the first race. So it actually was one of the shortest races. And the Kentucky Derby is going to be much longer, which has typically never happened in, in the Triple Crown series. And we've got a horse, uh, tis the law. He's done nothing wrong. Can't knock the horse. He's uh, ran well. He's ran about six times this year, uh, which is a lot already. Uh, won them all. Uh, got in the Belmont. Actually, absolutely smoked the field. Um, he'll be running more this time. And uh, we've got 18 horses in the field. Typically, you've got to qualify for this race, uh, winning uh, certain uh, races throughout the early part of the year. And uh, you've got to win a couple stakes races or at least place in those state races to get points and get in. And we've got some horses that did that. And then we've got some horses that uh, some owners are just taking a shot at. And uh, we've got an 18-horse field this year. Um most of the time, your favorite is looking at about three or four to one, maybe five to one. Um, they're talking about this horse going off at three to five, meaning that every $5 you bet, you're going to win three back in profit, um, which is extremely, extremely low for an 18-horse field. I mean, anything can right. happen. Um, horses get boxed in. They don't break from the gate. I mean, you're essentially betting on a wild animal. you know. So, um, And a guy told me a long time ago, you know, when it comes to betting horses with big odds, you know, the horses don't know their odds. They don't know <laughs> which horse is better than the other horse. So they're not athletes. They're not looking at it as, hey, I'm the underdog or you're the favorite. They have no idea. So um, you have some horses that, you know, typically could run a big race. And um, and I'm going to, you know, take a shot at a few this weekend. And I'm, you're always one to, you know, ante up with me and we'll take some shots on some tickets. And um, we've got uh, 18 horses in this field, and we've got about uh, 14 of them that we're looking at at about 15 to 1 odds or greater. So there's only three or four horses in this field that, you know, are, you know, anywhere from 15 to 1 or less. Uh, you've got the favorite, and then you've got about two or three others that are, you know, decent shots uh, by the odds to win. And then everybody else are long shots, and that, that's very rare. And uh, one horse that I really like uh, and I'm going to take a shot with, and if you're a listener, I encourage you to throw a little action on him. Um, I, I like the number seven. Money Moves is the name. I love the name. And uh, this horse was purchased as a uh, one-year-old before any races were you know, started for $975,000. That's a lot of cash for a horse. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was – he was worth that much, I guess, to the owners because of his bread, his bread line. He, uh, you know, his, his mother and his father both come from a, a good breed. And so uh, the bloodline was really strong and he's bred to run all day. And uh, with this horse, you know, typically I look for a horse that checks all the boxes. Well, with this horse, I can't say that he, he checks all the boxes he can check, but he, there's a lot of boxes unknown with this horse. He's only raced three times. Uh, Typically, a horse for the Kentucky Derby races a couple times as a two-year-old, and then all the three-year-olds that qualify, you can only run in this one time as a three-year-old. So um, you, you basically have to be your best that year as a three-year-old. But typically, a couple of horses, you know, race, uh, you know, a couple times as a two-year-old and a couple times as a three-year-old, and then they qualify for the Derby. Well, this horse never raced as a two-year-old. Instead, his owners chose to just keep training him. And uh, this year... He would not have qualified if they started this in May. 
or if they were going by the Derby points, he still would not have qualified this year. But this is an unusual year uh, with it being 2020. And uh, they entered him in two small allowance races, and uh, he smoked the field. And then uh, they chose about a little over a month ago to enter him in a stakes race, his first stakes race with some big boys. And uh, typically, you know, you try to enter him in in a, in a race with other three-year-olds. Well, they actually put him in a stakes race with four- and five-year-olds. So older horses with experience. And um, he ran great. I had nothing against his run. Um, he came up a neck short to a five-year-old horse who has, um, you know, proved to, to win before. And I had about 20 races under his belt compared to the three that this horse had. So uh, this horse is going to be super young. It's going to be his uh, biggest test to date, um, you know, and he's going to go off at about 30, maybe even 40 to one if the odds drive up. And I'm going to take a shot with him. It's number seven and uh, two other horses. Number seven, seven, baby. And uh, uh, two other horses that I do like um, is is the number six horse, uh, King Gallimo. Um, only raced twice this year, won one, came in second once, um, had a has had a five-month layoff. So that's a long time to not run. He's either going to be fresh or he's going to be a dud. Um, but it, on, if, he, if he's fresh and he's ready to roll, I think he could be one that, you know, could spring the upset. And so I'll take a shot with him on top on some tickets. And then, um, you know, the, the second favorite, Honor AP, he's uh, one that, you know, I think that if, if Tis the Law doesn't have his best day, and uh, Honor AP has a clean trip. He's going to hit the board somewhere, and he could easily win it too. So um, those are my three horses that I like. Uh, that'll be the 6, the 7, and, and the 15. I'm sorry, the 16. Uh, 16 and the 6 and the 7. I, I'll build most of my tickets around those horses to finish first. And then, you know, with it being a wide-open race, and it's almost boxcars, you know, I encourage everybody to throw a bunch of horses in second and third. And, and you can't leave. I'm going to try to beat the favorite, tis the law. Uh, if he wins the race, I'm probably not going to win. Um, but uh, I'm going to bet a lot on him to run in uh, in second and third. I think he'll at least hit the board maybe. And if he doesn't, um, you could be talking about a, uh, a monster pay. In 2009, Hunter, uh, there was a horse at 50 to 1, won the race. The, the favorite came in second. And uh, another horse at about 30 to 40 to 1, came in third and the one dollar trifecta paid forty one thousand and the one dollar superfecta which you had to get the first second third and fourth horse right in exact order which is extremely hard to do um that paid 276 grand okay well uh i'm just gonna give you my money trust your picks and (laughs) yeah i'd like to cash one of those tickets so yeah uh that'd be pretty nice and uh um, you know, and I think it's it's a race where because it's so wide open, um, you know, with outside of the favorite, I think you could easily have a, a situation where if the favorite does win, as long as there are a couple bombs that come in second and third, I mean, you could be looking at a trifecta, you know, that's still going to pay yeah. out. Maybe, you know, you get the favorite in there with like a twenty to one and a fifty to one in second and third. A one dollar trifecta is still probably going to pay you out. You know, maybe a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred bucks. You know, some, some, something still worth you know your time taking a shot. And the favorite's winning. Uh, typically on a normal track, if the favorite wins, you know, and you get two decent horses to run second, you know, you're going to win. You know, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. You're not winning a whole lot. So with this race, with so much dead money, and I mean people that typically 
don't know anything about the horses, but they, they put their money in the pool. That's what I consider dead money. Right. Uh, the pool is going to be so big that uh, it, it's, it's definitely worth a shot. Um, so I right. definitely encourage everybody yeah. to, uh, to take a look at it. And if you ever hit one, if you ever hit one, um, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing better than a cap and a baseball game or a basketball game, but a horse race with all the different scenarios. If, if you can identify that one out of 20 horses and it runs exactly the way you, uh, you know, predicted it. It's definitely a adrenaline rush, and you'll be hooked for life. Yeah, I mean, I, I've followed it a while, not not as in depth as you have, obviously. Um, but I've definitely watched a lot of races uh, every year. The Kentucky Derby. It is on my bucket list to attend live. Um, at some point in time, I know I know you you've seen one. Um, what well, what's that atmosphere like? Well, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, there's probably about 10% of the people go for the actual horse race. And then there's about right. 90% that go for cocktail, you know, party that's going to be right. there. The celebrities are there. It's just the atmosphere and to be walking around, you know, and it's a, it's a big drink fest. It's a fun time. You know, if you like to go hang out with some buddies and throw a few back and um, you know, it's definitely, it's not a kid's atmosphere at all. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's a big party fest and, uh, you know, it, it was fun. Um, tickets are typically range, you know, several hundred bucks for a grandstand seat. And, uh, I'm not really a grandstand kind of guy. I'm gonna put me in the field, you know, with the partiers. And so I can just bring my lawn chair and and sit back and, and pay 50 bucks to get in and, uh, throw a few back and save a little more money, uh, for, uh, uh, betting. So that's uh, what I prefer to do. I'm with you there, and that's kind of what I'd like to do at some point in time too. Well, like I said, it's 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 a great week. Sports are back. It's a great month. Um, we got we got some biggest games this week: NBA, baseball, football. Got the Derby this weekend. Um, you got anything? Uh, play play of the week, play of the the weekend. Um, to give the listeners before we before we wrap it up. You know, um, for Saturday, uh, I've got two plays. I, I'll go with uh, Southern Miss laying the points for tomorrow night, and then uh, then Saturday, I will take um, I'll take Arkansas State getting about uh, almost three touchdowns against Memphis. And uh, and then, like I said, um, the seven six and a sixteen, uh, my top choices uh, for the Derby, and uh, throw you some horses in there to run second and third. But uh, definitely get you a win ticket uh, on all those. If you get you a ten dollar win ticket on um, any of those three I mentioned, um, you know it's it's going to pay you pretty nice. Um, uh, take a shot with those, and uh, like I said, sports are back. And uh, what about you? You got any winners for us? Uh, I'm going to stick with the football as well. Uh, I mentioned it a little earlier in the show tomorrow night, UAB, uh, 18 and a half where, where it's at right now. Um, you know, early in the football season is where the public has a little more advantage over the books because they're just throwing numbers on a board to, to, to see what sticks. Uh, I like the Blazers at home, uh, their Legion field, Birmingham, um, to win by 21 plus. Uh, so that, that's what I'm sticking with as far as my pick of the week. Uh, let's go Blazers. Sounds good. Well, uh, that's a wrap for tonight, guys. I appreciate you guys listening, and uh, hopefully we'll be back again maybe at least once before um, uh, SEC starts back. It'll definitely uh, be back probably the week of that uh, uh, week to break down those first couple games. I think the ACC starts back uh, a week or two before uh, the SEC, but we'll be back before then, and then uh, hopefully we'll uh, be on here and 
be giving out winners all throughout the year. Yes, sir. Well, sounds like a plan, bud. And uh, thank you guys.